away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jameson Olive and Doug Plakins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Territory Talk, presented, as always, by our friends over at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. I wish they were here right now because I have a cold. It's going around. Be careful, them. everyone. I'm here with Katie Goss today. She does not have a mask on, but she needs to keep a safe distance, I, I think. I do not have a cold, but stand by. <laughs> you know who to blame if I do get one. Jameson. So if you see her on the broadca- an upcoming broadcast with a bunch of tissues, that is my fault. It all started here in Territory Talk. I am very sorry. But Katie, uh, here we are, you know, every Wednesday back for another episode. Uh, almost done with the break. This break has been going on a long time. It's it been a, has. It's been a great break. We've been excited. We went into it so hot. Uh, how was your break? It was great. I went to Iowa, which is not where most people Exotic. would choose to spend there. But I mean, listen, we're in Florida. We've got the tropical, so I figured, why not switch it up? Get a little cold, snowy, windy Midwest uh, under my belt. Yeah, so had a good time, visit some friends, and it was a... Some marketing a for trip. us in Iowa. We need, yes. we need the Iowa market. I was spreading the Panthers news exactly. all across the Midwest. Well, yeah, that that sounds lovely. I mean, before I was sick, I got to go to a nice wedding, went to some theme parks. It was a good time. But like, like I said, everyone, this has been a great break. Everyone's been so happy internally, externally. I've been getting some great, you know, Twitter messages, emails, yep. just fans, really excited, eager. I mean, everyone's, you know, pestering me. And I don't mean that negatively. I, an excited pestering yes. of, you know, when's the team back to practice? When are they coming back? Right. Uh, just so everyone knows, uh, that's going to be Thursday, tomorrow, from the time of this recording, 2 p.m. at the Panthers Ice Den. They'll be back on the ice, getting ready to go. That's when we're going to ask them all about, you know, yeah, how do you keep this going? You know, with the playoff push, all those great things to be talking about. But, Katie, uh, Doug and I talked about it a little bit on last week's episode, but just kind of your general thoughts on the team right now, you know, coming out of this break, uh, just given how hot they went into it, six straight wins, you know, hottest team in the league at the moment at the time the break started. Just what, what do you see right now on the ice? Well, I think we've seen it a lot uh, in little spurts throughout the year, and this is the first really solid stretch that's been put together. But when this team is playing with confidence, it's it's unstoppable. And the guys talk about it a lot in the room. Like when they when they start feeling good, having fun, which they've mentioned a couple you know times throughout this last stretch, it really translates onto the ice. We're getting scoring from all over the lineup. You know, every game you look at the sheet, there's there's contributions from all over. Uh, of course, we're still getting the you know the big pushes from our big guys, Huberto, Barkov, Dadnov, not someone to to forget. Uh, but you know, overall, I just feel like this team is really starting to kind of come into their own. I think, you know, we talked about how Q has, you know, been a good influence all year long. And, and are we potentially looking at the, you know, reaping the rewards of, of those maybe stretches where we were figuring out his systems, figuring out his style, and, and he's really coming into his own. I know that win in, in Chicago was just sort of a testament to how much these guys really fight for him, how much they want to win for him. And, and to get that to close out uh, that stretch before the break, it was awesome. And I we joked about it, but it was almost like you didn't want to stop playing mm-hmm. hockey because this team is just really doing so well right now. I think that was just us, though, because all the players, I think they definitely wanted to <laughs> well, stop. Well, sure. I mean, well, no, we all break. wanted a little break, we but were being from selfish. a hockey standpoint, you know, certainly certainly don't want to change anything and stop that train from rolling because it seems to have a lot of momentum right now. It, it definitely does. And we have uh, NHL.com's Nick Katsunika. Uh, he'll be joining us in a bit to kind of talk All-Star, talk Huberto, talk Panthers. Uh, he's a big-time columnist over at NHL.com, so he's kind of got his finger on the pulse of everything, but 
Uh, a little bit more before we get to that. Right now, the Panthers 28-16-5. That's their record, 61 points. Two points behind the Tampa Bay Lightning for second in the Atlantic Division. Um, two points ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs for third place. Also with a game in hand on the Maple Leafs who played the other night. They came back from the break a bit earlier than the Panthers did. So they're in a great spot. Yeah. If you look at the standings, they're in a great spot. They have three more against the Maple Leafs coming up. So that's going to be huge games. You know, A lot of back and forth there. Uh, we're going to get to it a bit with Nick, just kind of talking about how tight the standings are. It seems like a good week puts you maybe in first place and a bad week somehow puts you in last place. Yep. It's just, it's incredibly tight right now. It's incredibly exciting. But when I look at the Panthers and I look at, you know, this page here and I see all the numbers and all the standings, obviously, you know, 16-8-2 at home. That's wonderful. They've been a great home team this year. Uh, but the biggest one that pops out to me, other than obviously the insane amount of goals they've scored, they are the highest scoring team in the league, which, yeah. will, like I said, it's something else we'll talk about more in a bit, is the plus 20 goal differential because... For a long time, especially early in the season, that was in the red. That was not looking good. You know, they were either, you know, winning a game 6-5 or they were losing it 1-6. It just seemed like it was, like you said, consistency wasn't always there. Uh, but now it seems like every game they're, you know, winning 6-2, 4 There's been some big victories. There's been some big victories. And I, they've definitely been improving on both sides of the puck there. Uh, and that's the thing when you look at them as a whole. When you look at, yeah, they score six goals. But unlike, you know, some other teams that maybe, you know, how you have to score six goals, they haven't been scoring it in a running gun way. Mm -hmm. They haven't been necessarily sacrificing defense for offense. It's not like they've been getting caught, you know, going one way and getting caught in a lot of, you know, odd man rushes the other way because something breaks down. For the most part, it's been just kind of a general positioning, general feel general systems work, guys getting comfortable in the defensive zone that's been improving. So they can get better on defense. They can improve a lot while also keeping that incredible offense. If you look at kind of how they've been playing it, if you've watched every, been watching every game and uh, one guy who also came out of the break very hot, Sergey Bobrovsky. Yes. 8-3-0 in his last 11 starts. Uh, started very all, important. Very important. Started all three games on this road trip. You know, 3-0-0. Mm -hmm. Had some massive saves, especially in the Chicago game over those three games. 9-17 save percentage. So he's uh, look out. I think the whole, the, the league's kind of looking over and I was like, oh, here comes, you know, second half Sergey, where yeah. he just, you know, ends up winning Vezina trophies and dominating and leads his team to the playoffs. So and he played in those two games that were back to back he as did, well. Coming off an injury. Yep. So, so he, you know, he definitely emptied the tank before the break. I hope I'm sure he got a great rest here yeah. uh, and had a good time. But uh, it seems like everything's clicking right now. I, I can't really look at anything on the ice and say, well, maybe if, you know, during the six game stretch, there's not one thing I looked at and said, well, if they clean that up, they'll be even better. It seems yeah. like all four lines are scoring. The defense is playing a lot better. It seems like they've really found something with those pairings and Mackenzie Weger coming back at some point after the break is just going to make that even better. Sergey Bobrovsky's found his game. Uh, it's all coming together at the right time. Absolutely. And you talk about the timing. I think those things are important. Another person who we kind of have had fun talking about, but Mark Pissick. We, we did talk about this last week. We had to, yes. yes. It was, it's just been wonderful to see him really coming into that, into that role of, you know, being that hybrid player. But, you know, those, those are the types of guys that when you look down the stretch and you look towards the playoffs, that's what you need is you need these players that you weren't expecting to really be stepping up and making those impacts. And then you mentioned it, you know, if they can get weaker back into the mix, that's only going to boost their defense. And, and who knows where Pissick ends up at that point. He'll he be a top line. He'll, he'll be on Barkov's line at some point but that I mean like uh, future all-star game I wasn't planning to get into this but I think we should get into this now where you kind of look down uh, we obviously talk about earlier you know the guys I think we talked about this a couple episodes guys that you can think maybe benefited the most under Joel Quenville we talk about guys like Aaron Eckblad's been having a great season obviously yeah. Huberto guys like Barkov they've just been kind of continuing their upward trajectory but uh, there's been certain decisions that Q has made that I don't think a lot of coaches would make mm -hmm. that have turned out really well for the Panthers and just kind of going through those like you said 
Frankensteining Mark Mark Pesek and turning him into this yes. incredible hybrid fourth liner defenseman penalty killer thing that just seems to work. And I think a lot of fans are also starting to catch on to that. I know some fans were early on saying, you know, what's what's happening? What's this doing? But now yeah. the results are there. You can't argue with the numbers and you have to just, you know, clap and say, you know what? I, you knew better. That was great. This works out. This is wonderful. Uh, you know, Nola Chari on the second line getting bumped up, getting a million goals up there. That's been one. What are some of those stuck out to you, Katie? Yeah, I think that's a. I think you know, Chari is the, really the biggest one. And we were talking about it the other day, me and uh, and Steve Goldstein, is uh, how good of a shot this guy has, and it's it's just something that maybe you weren't. I don't think anybody was ever aware of. Maybe because in Boston he never really got that opportunity. But you know, to be, it's he's not just in the right places, and he's not just playing hard in front of the net. Like this guy has skill. Like this guy can shoot, and so you know, Q it makes him look like a genius. And I know when we talked about Pisic, we asked Q uh, for Minnesota what he thought, and he, he wasn't really willing to take much credit for that. He he, you know, he knew that he had the opportunity with the good decision making to you know make an impact in that role, but he essentially. Bluntly said, no, never had any idea that this was going to be the result, but it makes him look he, great with it, yeah. and we are all happy with it. Exactly. And, and the other another one, like I said, there's a million, I'm sure fans all have their own things, things they've noticed that have really kind of done well under Q. But uh, Riley Stillman's another one. Oh, sure. and, uh, you know, this is a kid that, you know, had a couple couple tastes, you know, dating back to last season, made his debut, played one game this year, had a couple call ups. One was an emergency kind of up and back. The other played a couple games. But since his third call up, he's not only been playing a lot, but he's had a ton of response. Responsibility, uh, you know, four assists right now in 16 games. Um, you know, a couple penalty minutes. You know, he's a, he's a physical guy, throwing a ton of hits. You know, a ton of blocks. And he's just become one of those teams out of nowhere, like premier penalty killers. Yeah. You go back to the Detroit game, the first game on the three-game road trip, he almost had eight minutes on the penalty kill, and they didn't allow a goal. Him and Anton Strahlman, a great penalty-killing pairing. So only 21 years old, a rookie, got an incredibly bright future, and it seemed like, you know, the third time they called him up, even before he kind of hit hit his stride like he has, Q said, you know, this is a kid where you look at him and you see it. You, you see that you can peer into the future a bit, you see it, you see that he's yeah. got all the skills, all the intangibles, everything you need to be an NHL player. And I mean, I, I, I see it. You see it um when's it all going to come together perfectly who knows like i said he's only right. 21 years old he's not even 20 games into his nhl career but given all those things to be less than 20 games in and to be looking as good as he has to have the confidence he has to you know read plays he has that's the thing he, he's so smart to get a really nice hockey iq you see how he reads plays especially in defensive zone you know clogs up passing lanes things like that so uh to give him that kind of responsibility uh on a team that can't afford to lose games don't forget the panthers this playoff push started day one from the moment the season started you know they can't forward to experiment too much they need guys you know out there giving 100 percent every night they need to win all these games so for him to trust riley stillman to get it done uh you know is another really impressive thing that coach q's done but i've teased it before i teased it early on uh, we had a chance to get nick katsanika on here from nhl.com a columnist he was down here for training camp early on to kind of preview our season and just a guy like i said he was at the all-star game saw it all seen it all has his finger on the pulse of the league and just a really good guy to talk to when you're kind of looking ahead towards the playoff push all right nick Thank you so much for joining us today here on Territory Talk. Um, before we get to, you know, more hyper hypercentric Panther stuff here, I know you were in St. Louis recently at the All-Star Game. So was Jonathan Huberto. So just kind of what was your thoughts on uh, how he did there at the All-Star Weekend? Uh, did great, yeah. I mean, it was a good weekend, I think, for everybody. Um, you know, it's just, um, it's a fun time. Like, it just, it's a fun it, you know, celebration of hockey in whatever city that you're in. Uh, I thought St. Louis did a great job. There were, um, you know, thousands and thousands of people at the fanfare um, at Union Station. 
Um, there were, you know, great crowds downtown. I mean, I think both events, there were lots of St. Louis flavor. Um, and that's really what it's all about. I think you have to look through it, you know, look at it through a child's eyes um, and really remember what, you know, what it was like to be a kid. Like, I used to love the All-Star game as a kid. Um, you know, and that's what this is. So uh, I thought it was a great event. And you look Looking at, forward to next year, though. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah. But obviously, uh, Huberto had, had a couple goals, a couple nice plays. Uh, he's currently kind of in that that underrated bubble that every you know great Florida Panthers player gets. Is suddenly they become the most underrated player in the league. I saw in the athletic poll recently, <laughs> him and Barkov were one and two. So any any good player for the Panthers is now the most underrated player in the league. But for yeah, him, yeah. do you kind of see this also? Was this kind of a nice coming out party for him as well? Do you think his name kind of spread a little bit here? I think a little bit, you know, I think he's still underrated. I think he's still under the radar. Like I just talked about the all-star weekend and you asked me about him and I didn't even mention him, (laughs) but I guess it's difficult. You know, I think, you know, if you're a Florida fan, you're paying attention to him. I think if you're, if you're not, um, yeah, there's a lot of stars there. There's a lot going on. And I do think he still gets lost as, as well as he did on the weekend. Like, but I think he's an elite player. I think people who know hockey know that. Um, all you have to do is look at the, the scoring list, uh, and, you know, and see where he's at. Um, but it is like, if you're looking, you know, to do a list of most underrated players, I think, you know, you could start with Barkov and Uberdo. And Nick, just being at that event, I know we, you got to catch out the, uh, skills competition and there were some new ones going on. What were your thoughts on some of the new uh, activities they had the players uh, participating? Because I know a lot of fans were were interested in some of the, the different aspects of the skills competition this year. Yeah, well, the big one was the shooting stars, which um, I think is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the one thing about it is, like, you're trying new things, right? And whenever you try a new thing, um, it's a risk. Like, you're trying something new in front of, you know, 18,000 fans. The players had never done it before. Um, you're not quite sure how it's going to work. Um you know, and I thought all things considered, it was fun. Like it was sort of like going to Top Golf, yeah, um, yeah. or or doing. Um, we love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and I think that was sort of the part of the idea. Um, so I thought it was fun. I thought there are some things they can tweak, um, but you know, they're constantly looking to keep it fresh, uh, keep it fun. You know, it's not Stanley Cup final, so we're going to try different things. Right. Um, and again, I think it's for our younger demographic. Like you're, you're, you know, a lot of this stuff is aimed at, at, at kids too, and people who consume in social media. Um, and it's a fun thing for that. So I think um, the league will take a look at it, see what they liked, see what they didn't, and. And, uh, you know, decide what they're going to do next time. Some adjustments possibly for the next All-Star game, which uh, I think we were going to get to yeah, here. Exactly. I mean, there's tons of potential now going to next year. Obviously, uh, the recent announcement, the Panthers will be getting the All-Star game next year. It's coming to South Florida. First time coming here since 2003. We had a draft back in 2015. So obviously the league's been here recently, but this event hasn't. Just what are your thoughts on just the event coming back here to South Florida? Uh, well, I'm thrilled. I think all the writers are thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially a colleague who who will remain, remain nameless who slipped on some black ice and hit his head on the sidewalk uh, oh, in no. St. Louis. So I think you know, we're all like, well, next year we'll be in Florida. <laughs> so, Just watch um, out for falling iguanas. You know? yes. Yeah. I mean, I was there in 2003, I believe it was. Yep. Um, I still have a bag with the logo on it that I use <laughs> all wow. the time. So uh, I dated myself now. But, uh, 
um, no, I mean, look, it's not just the weather. Um, you know, the weather's nice, and I think we all like that and like the location. But I think it's also, you, you know, you're going at a time when I think the Panthers are on the rise. Um, and I'm hoping that, you know, they'll be a playoff team this season and they'll have a good season next year and there'll be some energy. I'm not saying they're going to win the Cup like the Blues did. Um, but that certainly helped the energy in St. Louis that, you know, it was a great time um, in St. Louis hockey history right now. Yeah. Um, and if the Panthers are on the rise, I think that will make for a much better energy uh, next year. Um, so let's see what happens over the next year. And that, that leads right into my next uh, question. Obviously, you said Panthers on the rise right now. Uh, coming out of the break, the Panthers, third place in the Atlantic, six-game winning streak. It seems like things are really starting to click right now. Like I said, you were back here uh, for training camp many months ago. Just kind of where is the team kind of now compared to maybe where you thought it would be when you were here back in September? Um, it's probably roughly where I thought it would be um, in the sense that I thought it, the team would improve in general. I thought the team would compete for a playoff spot and probably make the playoffs. Um, so the surprises to me, uh, I also thought this team could score. I think we all knew this team could score. Yeah. Now they're at the top of the league in, in offense. So maybe they're even better offensively than I thought. Um, they're eighth in the league in point percentage, which means they, they have the eighth best record in the NHL, which is, is pretty impressive. That said, the standings are so tight, they could fall out of a playoff spot with a bad stretch. So that's how, how dicey it is. Um, I thought they would, you know, make a little bit more of an improvement defensively, like with Q there um, and some of the changes they made, I thought, um, you know, they would, they would be a better defensive team, but sometimes that takes time to get new to, used to a new coach, his, his way of playing. Um, and I also thought Bobrovsky would be better. Now, the positive of this is Sergei Bobrovsky is not a sub-900 goalie. He's just not. So I would expect him, you know, the positive or the silver lining to that is I would expect him to regress to the mean and snap back and be better. Like, he has to be. He, he's, he can't have an 8-9-8 save percentage. I mean, they, they brought him in for a reason. I still think he's a, an outstanding goalie, uh, and I think he, he'll be better down the stretch, and he's going he's gonna to need to be if they're going to have success especially in the playoffs. And do you feel like you mentioned it, uh, you mentioned Q and you mentioned, you know, how tight the standings are. Obviously the Panthers coming in back from the break on a six game win streak. And do you feel like it's potential that, you know, Q is maybe starting to finally really kick in that, you know, this is, this is, is building and building and that this could be a product of his coaching, just taking time with the team. Well, you would know better than me um, because you're around the team every day. Um, I think that's something you really need to be around the team to, to answer. But I think from afar, in general, yes. Like I, I don't think it's a surprise that a team would need an adjustment period with a new coach, especially a coach like Q. Uh, Currently, um, has certain demands, right? So I think it's not a surprise that it would take some time. Um, So, you know, I I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And and you mentioned it before, the Panthers, the highest scoring offense in the league. If you polled 100 people, how many people do you think would get that answer correct if you asked them who the highest scoring team in the league was? (laughs) 
polling. <laughs> exactly. That's going to be one of the, even Joel Quenville's told us that's been a surprise for him. But you go down yeah. the list. We talked about Huberto. We've talked about Barkov a ton in the past. Uh, Evgeny Dadanov's a guy that I feel like, uh, I'd hate to be another guy that throws an underrated label out, but I think he is legitimately underrated. You got 28 goals in each of the last two seasons, already 23 right now. Just kind of where, where, where does he fit in the NHL in terms of players, do you think? Well, I think underrated is a good word. Again, another Panther that you can you can say that about. Um, I think, you know, like I said, I knew this team could score. Um, I'm surprised that they're number one in the NHL. Um, that That is a surprise to me. But there's there's some scoring depth here. I mean, it's not just him. Like, you're getting, you know, contributions, um, you know, deeper in the lineup, which, you know, that to me bodes well, too, for the playoffs. Um, you know, obviously, Uberdo and Barkov are at the top, but Dadanov's like, you know, what is he tied for third? I think. Mm-hmm. And you've got Hoffman. You've got offense on the back end with Yandel. Nola Chari's wild season. Yeah, Trocheck. Yeah. You know, Chari. You know, has got what almost twenty goals. Yeah, he's he's, get, he's, um, he's getting there. Yeah. So like, there's some depth here. Um, you know, and I think that that um, you know, it's it's. There, there was talent there already. Then you add in the Chari, um, you become better as a team. Um, and I, you know, you get Trochak back from injury, and he still hasn't really heated up yet. Like I think he can score more than he scored. Mm-hmm. So um, you know that this is a good team, right? So. Um, I guess there's your answer. <laughs> you mentioned that. So what is now the challenge? Like you said, I, I read your article the other day about how, you know, the playoffs start now for so many teams with how tight the standings are. What is the challenge now for a team like the Panthers who they've been chasing a lot in years past. Now they're coming out of the break. Now they're defending a spot for, you know, this home stretch here, this final two months. What's the challenge now to finally, you know, break through and get into the playoffs? Well, I think consistency, like you can't afford um, a big dip, right? Like you've got to treat this stretch run like the first round of the playoffs to get into the first round of the playoffs. So they have to play at a higher level uh, coming out of the break. Uh, They have to be consistent. Um, I think they have to play better defensively. And I think Bobrovsky needs to be better. Um, You know, I don't, they don't need to be the number one offensive team in the league. Like they can score. Okay. They have to defend. They have to defend. They have to get better goaltending. Um, they have to play that style of hockey as things um, go down the stretch. You know, offense can go up and down a little more than, you know, defensive play. So that to me, you know, to boil that answer down, I want I want three things. I want consistency, I want defense, and I want goaltending. I think if you get those three things, you're going to score enough uh, to get into the playoffs. And just how nice is it to know that they've also got three games left against the Maple Leafs, which seems like that's going to be the the fight there for the third spot at least it seems like that's really kind of in their hand right now yeah i mean that's you know that's important um but i wouldn't take anything for granted like (laughs) again like it's crazy to me that you can have like the eighth best record in the league um and then just be on the precipice of not making the playoffs like that's just it's crazy and you know so if you slip it's not just toronto you know like obviously for that third spot but if you fall out of that third spot now you're in the wild card right and you can be out of there just like that mm-hmm. right like philly's in the in the race you got columbus and carolina um you know buffalo's got to prove it to me that the, you know that the sabers can crawl back in but like you know it's it's not just third like you're competing with some other teams for playoff spots so you know i 
I think we would all love to see a Tampa Bay, Florida oh, first yeah. round series. Absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? Just for, for hockey, right? <laughs> like for the rivalry for hockey, I think it would be for easy game. travel. Well, <laughs> certainly wouldn't mind being assigned to that. Actually, we, another colleague of mine were arguing over that. <laughs> he wants to cover it. I'm like, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, but, uh, but just from a hockey standpoint, like we've been waiting for that, you know, like it would be great to have it. And it would be a heck of a challenge for Florida. Cause I think Tampa Bay, uh, can win the Stanley Cup. Um, and that's a team that can score and can fly. And that, again, like you want to win that series, you better be able to, you know, play well defensively and, and have good goaltending. So to me, you know, you can look at the standings and obsess about the standings. That's not really going to help you. Like you have to win, right? You have to be consistent and the rest will take care of itself. So if I'm, if I'm a Florida Panther, if I'm a coach, I'm telling them to, you know, do, say that coachy thing, right? Worry about the process. Like if you play the right way, if you play better defensively, if you take care of your business, you'll make it and you don't have to worry about it, right? So don't obsess about that. Worry about the way you're playing uh, that you're taking in. And to look at a, a broader, you know, a broader scale just around the league, you mentioned it a bit there with the standings. But, you know, we, we speculated a lot at the beginning of the year on who was going to be good and this and that. But obviously so much change. Changes. There's injuries and other other things that come up. Who has surprised you the most uh, in terms of you know what what this you know this wild card looks like? You mentioned a few teams, but what what has really surprised you the most about? And and are you surprised that the the Atlantic and the Metro particularly are as tight as they are this year? Um, no, just because this is the way the league is going. And if you want tight, look at the Pacific. <laughs> I mean, That's it's true. insane. Uh, the Pacific is even worse. Like you know, after the you know. Coming right out of the All-Star break, Vancouver had 58. Calgary, Edmonton, Arizona, Vegas all had 57. It, it yep. skewed a little bit last night. Um, but, like, that that's that's crazy. I think, to me, some of the biggest surprises in the league are just, you know, Nashville being out, San Jose taking such a dip. Um, I think that surprises me. To see Vancouver on top of division surprises me. Um, you know, but the fact the league is tight, doesn't does not um i'm not surprised to see columbus still in the mix um despite all everything they lost after going for it last year i just thought they had a really strong core i guess i'm surprised their goaltending has been so good like you you lose bobrovsky to florida um and you would think their goaltending would take a dip it hasn't which kind of tells you something about goaltending um so I guess that's a surprise to me. But, um, you know, this league, it, it, it humbles me every time I try to predict anything. So <laughs> I've learned to just sort of roll with it. And, and Nick, I'll get you out of here on this one. This is the most important question of the podcast. Like we said, All-Stars coming here next year. Where is the first place you're going when you get off the plane? <laughs> Well, if I have my choice, it's the beach. <laughs> like I yep. live in the Detroit area. I'm looking out my window right now, and there's snow on the ground. It's gray. It's cold. Like if if it were me, I would be right down to A1A. <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll see if I have that luxury when I get down there. Well, we look forward to seeing you next year, and hopefully, you come back before that. Hopefully, hopefully, you're down for the, here for the playoffs in a little bit. I would love that. Yeah. So uh, you know, hopefully, I'll see you soon. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Nick. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, guys. 
So once again, big thank you to Nick for taking the time to call in there. Just a great guy to chat with. And once again, Territory Doc presented by our friends over at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And Katie, just kind of looking at that convo with Nick there. It was, it was a good long chat. We, we, we covered a lot of stuff, kind of big picture, little picture, uh, things like that. One of the things that really struck out to me, and I think it's something that, you know, a lot of people have been saying is, yes, the Panthers can score a million goals. Uh, do they have to? No, but it's good to know they can, especially in the playoffs, to have that kind of depth when matchups become so key. But uh, they have been making strides on defense. That's kind of been the one knock overall this season is, yeah, you're scoring a ton, but you're also allowing probably more than you should. But when you look at things, how things have been going recently, you know, the defense is on an uptick. Sergey Borowski is definitely on a big uptick here. Everything, like, like we said before, everything's kind of come together at the right time. I think, honestly, that's one of the biggest positives is yeah. just the fact that they are in the place they are in the standings, given the fact they haven't maybe been at their best at both ends of the ice all season. I think that's the way you have to look at it is, you know, they're already in a playoff spot and they're only getting better. Absolutely. And we talked about it earlier, how hard their schedule was to start the year. And I actually, I think I saw an article recently uh, saying that they have, they're ranked seventh in easier. Seventh best. Seventh yeah. best in schedule moving forward for the rest of this mm. year. So to be where we are, to be playing the way we are and to, you know, to have actually gotten maybe through some of the worst of it in terms of the scheduling and the opponents is actually a, it's a huge positive. And yeah. so it's just, it just makes it more exciting that, you know, if they can continue this, you know, improvement in all of these areas and playing the way they are, that there's a really strong potential for them to, to, to go the distance here. And obviously, like you said, uh, the Panthers have the seventh best, seventh most favorable schedule right. uh, of any team in the NHL heading into the second half, which is obviously looks great on paper, but obviously really doesn't mean much. It, it, it's something, it's comforting. It's comforting to know. It's just nice to know that, you know, hey, maybe, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a, a break here and there. Maybe you're not on these crazy road trips or back to backs yeah. or, or, or whatever. Still got to take say. care of business, but it's nice to know. Yeah. And it's like we say, it's the same thing with having, oh, we have games in hand. Well, those games in hand don't mean anything mm-hmm. if you don't win them. But, you know, it's it's a it's a, just it's a nice little yeah, fun, it's, it's nice you know, to know. comfort to, to have there in the back pocket. Twitter liked it. I saw I got a lot of <laughs> likes on that. So that, that is exciting. But uh, like we've seen in the past, this is going to be a crazy push here towards the playoffs in the second half. So, you know, the building's only going to get more packed as time goes on. So uh, home games coming up. You know, I think there's about 15 or so home games left, which is really exciting. 954-835-PUCK, FloridaPanthers.com backslash tickets for all your needs there. We'll be at the buildings. Come to games. Come see us. But um, all-star. Can't get yes. tickets for that yet. No. But that's definitely something to stay tuned for because the All-Star Game's coming back to Florida like we talked about with Nick. Uh, first time since 03, second time ever. I know I was working here when you know the, the, the draft came in 2015, which was absolutely wild time. Just so fun. The, the team put on such a great show. Yeah. Uh, the city was such a great host. I know everyone from the, you know, the, the draft prospects to you know media had such a good time. And I know everyone's just so excited to be coming back here. But Katie, just how excited are you for you know the All-Star Game to be coming back here to South Florida? I'm, I'm really pumped. And I think a lot of what Nick said is true. You know, it's such a good time for this to be happening here because Florida is an area that it's a coming out party. It is. And it's getting exciting. It's like people don't know we're scoring the most in the league and now we're hosting the all-star game. Maybe people are going to start you know, recognizing the Panthers a little bit more. But uh, from a personal note, I'm, you know, beyond thrilled to, you know, know that I'll get to be here to have the best players in the entire NHL gathering in one place. And anytime the league, you know, comes together, they put on an unbelievable show. I mean, they really do. You know, I've been to some cup final, uh, you know, events and, and they just, they put on a great show, even the draft, you know, they, they do such a great job. So to, to have that all culminating here, knowing that you're going to have this weather, to, you know, this environment, they're, they're, they're certainly going to pull out a lot of the stops and I can't wait to see what, what all comes together. And I know, you know, as a, as an organization, you know, they're, they're not going to hold back. Caldwell is definitely yes. going to go all, all in and make this an event that no one will forget. Yes. Panthers president and CEO Matt Caldwell is going to absolutely go wild for this one. Yeah. Uh, put on a great show, but, uh, 
it's, it's definitely another event where all players and I are looking forward to that one. And the best part I think about hosting is you get a, you get a couple extra all stars. Because yeah. typically the way the NHL works, most teams only get one just because it is so tight. There's only so many spots. Sure. That's why it is so special to even go just once to the all star game. Uh, so, but you, when you host, you usually get about three or so. Yeah, you saw St. Louis. That yeah, you usually get there, about so. three. So if you're looking at next year, maybe you have Ekblad, Bobrovsky, and Huberdeau or Barkov. Maybe you have yeah. four. You never know. So either way, there's gonna be a ton of great representation here on the team at the All Star Game next year, which we're excited about. And speaking of the All Star Game, before we go forward, let's go back a bit to the weekend. Just your thoughts on uh, Jonathan Huberdeau's weekend at St. Louis? Had a couple goals, a couple beauties actually. You know, in the game, came up just short of winning a piece of that million dollars in the final against the Pacific Division, <laughs> five four loss. Uh, I thought they had it. They were leading at the half. I did too. I was ready to start cheering for him, <laughs> counting that that extra bonus money. But uh, no, I think he did. I think he did a great job. And actually, I believe you posted the uh, the video of this from the skills competition. Yes. But uh, him using, I think the most impressive thing was how he was able to knock down a target without hitting it. He's just, just that good. Using his mind. Yes. Um, Bark off time, Matt. Certainly. Yes. So no, it was great to see him there. I, you know, the 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 genuine excitement from him just leading up to it when we talked to him, as you can tell, like this was a big moment for him, you know, to have, you know, finally become another Panther to be able to share in that type of a moment was exciting. And uh, yeah, I mean, what he had three points. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely a, a strong performance. Disappointed he didn't get the uh, didn't get the victory. But uh, yeah, I think all the guys are there for the experience. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to him once, once we get back to practice just about that event. It seemed like him and with him, it's always a family event. He brings so many family and friends. Right. So I'm sure it was a great time for him. And I look forward to chatting a bit more about that. But like I said, we're almost back. We're, we're almost back to practice on Thursday. Uh, the games start up on Saturday. So it's kind of looking ahead at the schedule here. Saturday, 2 p.m. on the road. Yeah, hit, you're hitting the road. You know, yeah. three-game road trip. Saturday, 2 p.m. at Montreal. You look at that game. That is just going to be maybe the ugliest or prettiest game of the world. Just yes. coming off a break, a 2 p.m. game on the road. That is going to be a battle between two teams, just both. You know, you got to shake off the rust. You got to get back to it as quick as possible. Uh, if the Panthers can come out hot in that one, I think they can run away with that one. But uh, that's the thing. These guys are coming back already in a playoff spot. I think that might light a fire, too. Absolutely. Because in the past, like I've said, they, they've been coming out of breaks, you know, already chasing or games in hand or things like that. Knowing they're defending a spot, I think they can come out of this break and look, say, hey, guys, we're defending this. Let's just keep it rolling. Remember how great things were, you know, before the break. Let's just keep that up. I think they can definitely do that. Yeah. Um, moving right along Monday, February 3rd at Toronto. Yeah, that's second, a big Second one. stop. That's a yeah. huge one. You win that one. It's a huge four-point swing in the standings. Uh, they played great against them before. Uh, looking again, that's going to be another one where I think they can easily come out on top of that one, just given the fact that I think they're very aware of the importance of that game, and I think Joel Quenville does a good job of that. Uh, not that they need to be told, but Joel Quenville, I feel like, does a great job of getting his guys up for these big games. Yeah, and you uh, know you know, Toronto is going to be, oh, they're especially bring their based the last yeah. showing. You know, they have a lot to make up for in terms of the the last performance that you know they maybe were a team that was guilty of potentially entering that game not a fully uh, prepared and aware of what the Panthers really can bring so there's no secret you know now they know building. what's going on and yeah. yeah it is at home uh coming off of that Super Bowl Sunday which is happening I right here the Super Bowl was happening it's happening in here in <laughs> and you'll be here I won't but you here, have no uh, excuse okay Super Bowl prediction I'll go I'll go I'll go, I'll go 49ers what do you got I was gonna say 49ers well, two 49ers <laughs> that's fine this this has been our football coverage here on Derridori Talk <laughs> that's all we've got for you
But also a, a, a Super Bowl video coming as well, right? On Florida there Panthers. There is, com. yes. We've got some fun videos. Uh, a few disappointed Panthers who are big Patriots fans. So it's a Patriot-heavy locker room. One of them was unaware the Super Bowl still went on if the Patriots weren't in it. But we'll <laughs> leave that for the broadcast and for Panthers Vision. Uh, so stay I think tuned. Fans That'll be that is, but coming on Sunday. For, uh, <laughs> they'll, we'll be airing that in the Montreal game, though. It'll be uh, exciting. But lots of guys are, are pumped about it. And actually, something fun that I found out, Brian Boyle alerted me of this. So when you're in Canada, which we will be, you don't see the same commercials during the Super Bowl, which makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. But uh, we won't be able to have any Something I never think about that makes perfect sense. It's just a typical Brian Boyleism. You know, he's always one step ahead and thinking deeper into things than we all are. One step ahead, a couple feet above. Yes. That's Brian Absolutely. Well, we were sitting down for this interview, so (laughs) it helps a lot. Um, And then finally, wrapping up the three-game road trip, February 4th at Columbus. Uh, It's another big game, just given the wildcard implications. If the Panthers, you know, do fall out of that third spot they're right there in the thick of the wild cut hunt against teams like Columbus Philadelphia Carolina and so on so and they've been hot they've been hot three huge games on this road trip and then the Panthers do come back uh, Thursday February 6th hosting Vegas then Saturday February 8th hosting Pittsburgh so uh, like I said before 954-835-PUCK FloridaPanthers.com backslash tickets for tickets to those games uh, they're all big games yeah and that's pride night on the 8th. That so is Pride Night on the 8th. Very excited to have that event coming. Another big night here every year night. at the BB&T Center. So um, every game's a big game from here on out. Every it game's is. a playoff game. It's going to be so exciting down here, down the stretch. So we look forward to seeing you all there. But returning now, Jameson's Prospect of the Week. Prospect of the Week. Prospect of the Week. And it's a familiar name this week uh, for Prospect of the Week. Uh, there's been a ton of great guys. You know, you look at around. Uh, Cole Schwint had another hat trick in the OHL. Uh, if you remember, he was the OHL's Player of the Month in December, so he's keeping it hot. Uh, everyone at Boston College, uh, Benny Fink, yeah, Logan Hutsko, Spencer Knight, they're all having you know great years. Uh, there's so many guys in this organization having great seasons, but I'm going to go with Owen Tippett this week, the yep. AHL All-Star. Deserved. Well-deserved. Uh, right now, he leads Springfield in goals, 19, assists, 21 and points 40. Uh, he's only 20 years old. You know, this is his first kind of full pro season down there. Really, you know, kind of turning a corner, it looks like, kind of figuring things out here as we you know, approach the midway point of the season down there. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, like I said, was named to the AHL All-Star Classic this year yep. uh, and kind of went into the break red hot. Seven goals, eight assists in the last 10 games before the break. So he's heating up. He's looking good, and I really look forward to kind of seeing his second half down there as well, kind of leading that team, trying to get them into a playoff spot and help them make some noise. So, you know, really great job by him. Done a great job. It's a guy I know we have high expectations for, and we're looking forward to seeing up here someday. But for right now, doing a wonderful job down there in Springfield. We're all big fans of Tippett. Love we're all the, big fans plus, of Tippett. love the red hair. Love the Need red that hair. that in South Florida. Definitely keep things interesting. I'm kind of a redhead. Kind of. I'm like a hybrid. I'm a strawberry blonde, yeah. but I, I can go either way. Anyone can claim me if they want. He's rocking the red. He's, he's more Mike Matheson, yeah. <laughs> um, but once again, big thank you to everyone that tuned in today. Every Wednesday, we're always here on FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us there. Just, you know, go into the search bar, search Territory Talk. We should be the first thing to pop up. But Katie, just closing thoughts on this week's episode. You have any? I just really enjoyed talking to you. I don't know. I mean, if I get sick, I'll be upset. But I think that it was worth it. Uh, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> um, I, I really hope you don't get sick. I hope our listeners don't get sick. I don't think that's how the cold transmits. I don't think you can get it through. Airwaves. I don't, I don't think know. audibly you can contract no. a cold. So fingers crossed. But uh, Doug Plagans <laughs> will be back in studio again next week. You know, he's wrapping up his vacation right now. I don't know if he's listening on vacation. I, I, I hope he is. I hope he's sitting somewhere on a on a beach right now with Knowing a tropical him, pineapple he's drink. He's probably reeling in a big tuna with the one ear pod in, just what? listening to the show. And- just loving the takes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that's a great that's just a great mental image. <laughs>
We'll have to. Have, uh, that, that, that's what all, next week's episode is going to be about. It's just recapping Doug's vacay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Doug's vacay recap. That's all we really. I'm want dying to know. to know. But like we said, a ton of big games coming up. You know, the teams coming out of the break. Uh, Thursday, 2 p.m. at the Panthers Ice Den. They'll be hitting the ice for practice. Come out and see them. Come say hey. You know, kind of give them a good welcome back from the break, and then a good send off into the second half. Which, like we said playoff hump begins it's going to be exciting so uh for myself jameson olive for katie gauze my co-host territory talk once again as always presented by our friends over at baptist health the official sports medicine provider of the florida panthers big thanks to them i'm gonna go you know see if i can hit them up for some cold medicine right yeah, now as maybe i get out go here give them a call maybe i can pull some strings give them a call <laughs> but once again thanks so much for listening we'll talk to you next week Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.